Hi, I'm Graham Hill and I'm the author of Electric Cars, The Truth Revealed. If you want to buy a copy of that book, you can go to GrahamHillTraining.com and you can download a copy and you can also forward order uh, the training that will be coming out next year for just a few pounds more, whereas it's likely to be up in the hundreds when we release it next year. So what's the purpose of this uh, podcast? Well, the podcast is there um, really to explain where we are currently with uh, electric cars um, and what needs to be done to increase the sale of electric cars, because we really are struggling at the moment. We're way, way behind where we should be, uh, which, of course, hasn't been helped by the government putting back the uh, the sale of, of ICE vehicles from 2030 to 2035. So you can still buy uh, petrol and diesel cars up until 2035, which is just a ridiculous thing to have done. Uh, they clearly didn't talk to the manufacturers who were t- saying basically they're going to be still selling cars or they're going to stop selling ICE cars, some of them way before 2030. And now we're getting issues with customers because I'm running, I run a brokerage as well. And, and customers are saying, do you know that car I was thinking of ordering, that uh, electric car? I'm going to put it back because there's no urgency because the government has put back the target time scales. And so therefore, I'm going to stick with what I like, which is petrol cars. I don't, I'm not ready to take that, um, make that move. So what is the condition of the um, electric vehicle marketplace? Well, Transport and Environment, um, well-known authority in the EV marketplace, um, they've had something to say on this. And they say, despite the perception that public recharging is a major barrier to the mass uptake of electric vehicles, public charges are only used for about 5% of charging events, including on-street city charging, car parks and fast charging along road corridors. The data compiled in various studies to date shows that the vast majority of EV charging happens at home or at work, and it's a lack of choice and availability of electric cars that is the principal barrier. Now, I kind of agree with that. That's what I've been saying for a long time, because I've worked out the uh, the, the utilisation figures based on this 5%, and also something I'm going to talk about in a second, which is uh, a ZapMap uh, survey that was carried out, which is... Uh, led us to the same sort of figures. Something else that was said by the uh, Transport and Environment by uh, Greg Archer, who's their Clean Vehicles Director, he's got a little bit tougher. He said car makers are creating a smokescreen claiming there is insufficient recharging points in major markets. The truth is the chicken or egg problem, which is fixed in northern and western Europe, where three and four new EVs are being sold. The primary bottleneck in increasing sales of electric cars is the lack of cars to, to, to plug in. And this is having an effect everywhere because the more cars you have, the more facilities they're going to be using, you know, breakdown services, um, tires, uh, driving schools, you know, insurance. They all have a part to play, but they're all interlaced with each other. So the more cars that are out there, the more money they make um, and the more contribution towards development of their products. So I want to talk about that in, in, in a little more detail. Before I go there, I just want to mention the ZapMap survey where they said 40%, it's around 40% um, of, uh, of drivers, EV drivers or electric car drivers, use public chargers approximately once a week. So having used those two surveys, we come up with figures that are very similar. The, um, if we base it on the transport and environment uh, findings, it's 11.4%. Uh, is the utilisation figure. If we look at the ZapMap survey, it's 12.1%, both of them less than 15%, which is not where we need to be. 
we need to be improving. There's been a slight improvement from last year to this year, but it's not enough. I mean, we're still not at the million registrations of battery electric cars when I believe we should have been at a million at the end of last year, not the end of this year. We're still only around about 950,000 at the end of, of November. We will probably just get into uh, a million uh, by the end of the year, but we're still running way behind. And now we're seeing the figures still going up, but flatlining, certainly on the consumer front. We're okay on the fleet side because they've got to hit two, two, two char targets. One is their carbon emission targets for the business. And also um, it's a huge benefit for employees to take an electric car as a, as a company car because their benefit in kind tax is very, very low. So there's a huge benefit to employees. So that's why they're pushing forward with fleet cars. But on the, on the, on the consumer front, we seem to be struggling a little bit. So I had a look at all the main um, uh, charge station operatives and or operators, and they're all running at losses. Now, that's expected because it's an investment in, in future uh, uh, future facilities and, and as the, the fleets grow and the number of electric cars increase then there'll be more requirements for public charging um, but we're well ahead at the moment on average now the problem is of course that average isn't very useful unless you're showing where the, the chargers are located and clearly there are some places where they've got oversupply of chargers and there are other places where they're vastly undersupplied due to planning permission issues and also feed issues from the national grid. So these have all got to be addressed and they're being looked at at the moment. Um, but when you speak to some of the charging companies, they say, yeah, it's all fine. We're putting investment in and the government is investing money in rapid chargers and you know it's all looking fine and dandy. In the background, we're hearing rumors that one or two of the charge station operators are struggling financially and they're gonna be running out of cash within the next 12 to 18 months which means they've either got to go back to their investors or the investors are going to say, well, hang on a minute, we're not getting the sort of return and we're not likely to, seeing as the government's put back the deadline in the timescales we were expecting. So let's sell what we've got and get some return from it. So it could be that we'll see within the next 12, 18, 24 months, some amalgamation of some of the companies, some takeovers and so on of the charging companies. That's not good to hear. We like to have lots of competition out there. We don't want the big um, uh, oil companies taking over all of the electric uh, charge stations. So we need to keep a close eye on that. But more importantly, we need to get more electric cars out there. That's the more important thing. Get the fleet size, the, the, the general fleet of electric cars, not just fleets for companies, but fleets generally, the, the whole number of cars, or what they generally refer to as the car park. Um, that needs to increase. So we've got to come up with ways and means. And I've got a few suggestions on that front. But first of all, let's see how it's impacting on the rest of the, the marketplace, because we're looking at um, targets that have been set further down the line uh, where the car manufacturers are brought into this. And obviously they play a key role in this. But we're looking at things that are going to happen by 2030. By 2030, 80% of new registrations have still got to hit 80%. It's 22% next year of all cars that are being sold have to be electric. Now, they've got um, some, some payback uh, uh, available through uh, like the car manufacturers like Tesla that only manufacture electric cars. They are at 
So they only have to come down to 22% without being fined. And obviously they can, they can do that. So the 78% that is oversupply, if you like, of electric cars, they can sell those credits off to other manufacturers that are not hitting their 22%. Because if they don't hit the 22%, for every car that is under that target, they have to pay £15,000 fine to the government. So this is not something they're looking forward to doing. And at the moment, they're running, I think the last figures I saw was running at about 16.1%. So they're well under this 22% on average. Some of them are over um, and doing quite well, but there are others that are vastly under. So they're going to be looking at that as a, as, a, as a difficult target to achieve, certainly by 2030, because I can see that by the time we get there, for the manufacturers to retain market share, they're going to be turning around and saying, well, we're going to continue manufacturing petrol cars in particular, maybe not diesel, but they'll certainly be continuing manufacturing their petrol cars. I think Renault has already said that they're going to continue manufacturing their Clios, having been, been given this extra time scale up until the end of 2035. So they've got to still manufacture and sell cars. And unless we can convince people to buy electric cars, we're still going to have a problem and the manufacturers are going to have a problem. But what about the other ancillaries? I mean, if you take something like, I don't know, tyres, you know, the tyre manufacturers, tyre distributors, they're going to run into problems as well. They've invested millions of pounds in the development of new tyres. And one of the things I've noticed is, one, we don't see a lot of advertising of EV-only tyres. Um, they seem to have missed that totally. Maybe there's not enough of a market out there to warrant them putting a lot of money behind TV or radio or paper, uh, newspaper advertising. But I certainly haven't seen much advertising in that area. Even worse than that, I saw um, a friend of mine who's, who's a trainer and he trains big fleets. Um, he trains them on health and safety and how to maximize range and all the other things that go with electric cars. He explains to them how to get the most out of the cars and look after the interests of the company, as well as keeping down any carbon emissions of cars that they're already driving that are petrol and diesel. He does a lot. But he commented on a post on LinkedIn and said that, um, he was pleased that he got over 30, I think it was over 30,000 miles out of his standard tyres that were fitted to his electric car. In other words, he hadn't fit EV-specific tyres. He'd fitted ordinary tyres on the car, which you're allowed to do. And he was quite pleased with the fact that he got 30,000 miles, totally disregarding the fact that they're there for, for the quietness. Um, you, you are supposed to get more miles out of an EV tyre. Well, that may be, may be disproved by him. But, um, but then there's other things like the strength of the sidewalls because you're carrying a lot more weight. Um, the driving um, uh, positioning of the car and when it's when it's cornering and so on, there's greater pressure on the sidewalls of the tyres. All these sorts of things come into play, and that's why there's so much investment gone into electric, electric car tyres. But if he's saying to the fleets, you only need to be fit in ordinary tyres, the tyre industry has let itself down because they should be getting in contact with these sorts of guys that are trainers and saying, you know, this is what you need to be explaining. These are the reasons why you should be fitting EV tyres as opposed to standard tyres. And then you get the breakdown services. I mean, they're clearly uh, geared up. They've spent millions and millions of pounds in specialist vans and, and trained up engineers so that they can deal with uh, electric cars, which have got high voltage running through them. So they need to isolate them and all these sorts of things. They spent a lot of money in training and, and, and education and so on. I mean, a lot of electric cars were told are being repaired at the side of the road because these engineers are highly trained. But um, they're saying that the, the number of breakdowns due to running out of battery power 
is around about 2% according to the AA. And in fact, they said it's actually less than that because when they get called out, they very often find that the driver has stopped somewhere convenient and it's open and it's a nice place to park as opposed to running out of battery power when they're driving down the motorway or down some dark country road or whatever. Um, they've chosen to stop knowing that they haven't got much left in the tank, so to speak, and they've called out the, the breakdown service. They don't have a problem with that. They'll go out and sort it out. But, of course, um, the actual genuine running out of battery is much lower than had been anticipated. But that doesn't matter as long as they got the numbers up. If there was two, three, four million cars out there, then the number of call-outs would have obviously increased by the volume. So they're missing out on their income as well. So they've got probably electric um, uh, isolation vans uh, available that they're not using because there aren't enough cars out there to be servicing. And the same applies to things like um, insurance. I've got my set of videos that are coming out uh, following these. I've got three in, in a row, and then there'll be the, the insurance. I just picked that out as a subject out of the 50 in the book um, and thought, right, I'll talk about that because people don't actually know what I talk about in the book. And unless I can give you some examples, you'll just think, oh, yeah, he's just talking about, you know, different the, the, the standard stuff that everybody talks about. These are really, really key issues that I'm talking about, things that will save you time, things that will save you a lot of money, um, and things that, are, that will cause the, the cars to be a lot more pleasant to drive and are far less dangerous to drive and what you need to look out for when you're taking out, say, your insurance policy and so on. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in the next few videos. I've just taken out insurance and I'm just going to be talking about, about those. But we've seen insurance costs vastly increase recently and we, I'll be explaining the reasons why there's been such an increase in insurance costs. I mean, it, it applies to um, uh, petrol and diesel cars as well. Uh, but in particular, electric cars, because I saw a report recently where they said that for every pound they're taking in in premium, they're spending a pound and 10p. So it's loss making, even though they've put the, the rates up dramatically. But I can save you a lot of money if you follow the advice in one of my podcasts that I'm putting out about purely about insurance. So we'll be looking at that. And, and of course, as the market develops and new product comes on board and things, we need to be aware of what's happening out there. And that's that's critical to what I'm going to be talking about in the next video, which is called The Diffusion of Innovation. That's an academic paper that I wrote uh, before the pandemic. I applied that process to electric cars and it makes fascinating reading. And I'll explain how that works and what we need to do using those principles to get more electric cars out there. I'm what's called a creative so I come up with ideas um, that changed when I moved from accountancy as a cost of management accountant. And they are the more creative types. They have to come up with problems to to uh, uh, solutions to problems. Um, and then I moved into IT and I, I was responsible for installing and running a, a huge uh, DP uh, data processing and, and IT department many, many years ago. And that's why I'm on top of AI now. So uh, I've, I've kept all that, um, that that ability. But that was all problem solving. You know, people would come and say, well, how do we do about this? How do we solve that problem? How do we do this? And I had to come up with the solutions. So I'm a solutions guy. So I've come up with some good and, and what I believe to be great ideas that will get us into more electric cars. So you need to watch what I've got to say, whether you're a, a person looking to maybe get an electric car fairly soon or sometime in the future, or you've already got one and you just need to understand the car a bit more. Um, or if you're a supplier of any of the goods and services, 
we're going to be talking about the AI and, and chatbot that you can load onto your website. And once we start getting everybody on board and getting that information out there, um, and you'll get accreditation for having it on your website, then we'll get people into getting electric cars because we're all in the same boat. We all need more people to get electric cars if we're going to clean up the planet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll explain a lot more in the next uh, podcast when I start talking about uh, the diffusion of innovation, and then we can talk about the underperformance of the industry and what we need to do to move things forward. I've squeezed in a third video. And that's one that's based on creative thinking, how we're going to come up. I've come up with one solution. I've got two solutions. Um, one is aimed at the car manufacturers, uh, and that will get pe more people into electric cars because it tackles the problem of range anxiety. Um, but the first one I'm giving away for free, and it's for free to all the, uh, the, the uh, charge station operators. And they, there's something that they can do that will get far more people now into electric cars. But more about that in the next two podcasts. I'm going to stop for now. I don't want these things to run on too long. So that's it for now. The, the industry is flatlining. We need to do more to get more electric cars out there uh, because it will benefit not just the planet, but it, it will benefit all of the those with a vested interest. And I don't want to see the guys that have put so much time, money, and effort into the charge stations, and then they start losing money because there's not enough people using them, because there's not enough cars on the road. We're all in the same boat. Let's all, all row in the same direction, and let's get this thing conquered, and let's get more electric cars out there. That's me for now. If you want to buy the book and find out what I've got to say about all these different subjects, then go to GrahamHillTraining.com, and you can order it online. That's it. I'm done for now. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you on the next one. See you next time. Bye for now.